Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's the football podcast. Now, I don't want to alarm anybody, but we're a man down. Um, yeah, we're a man down. Keep listening or watching to find out which man is down. Um, but still, same great football content, just quarters good. Uh, not sure the maths are right there. Whilst I ponder the maths, you can help the podcast by like, share, subscribe and comment. Leave us a review. If you like the football podcast, tell us and everyone else how much. Anyway, let's get started talking football. Here we go. This is CookieCast, the football podcast. Recording in progress. Ah, there it is. The unmistakable sound that you all love and cherish, no doubt, at this particular point. Welcome along, ladies and gentlemen. It is your weekly instalment of football-based wonder and and hope and joy brought to you by your favourite people right here at the Cookie Cast Podcast Network. For those of you watching on YouTube, you'll notice we're uh, we're uh, we're a propeller down this week. Sadly, Mr. Moore, the Nottingham Forest arm of the podcast, not able to join us. So we have got his uh, predictions for later on, safely stored in the book already. But in Mr. Moore's absence, we haven't drafted in somebody else, as we 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 can't we can't do that to the man. We we, we can't. We can't replace his expertise and knowledge and just downbeatness about Nottingham Forest um, as uh, our friend is far too optimistic, who is another Forest fan, uh, and he would not give the same element to the podcast. But in his absence, I am joined, of course, by the leader of the CookieCast podcast network, Mr Andrew Cook. How are you this week, sir? I'm well, thank you. Looking forward, Good. looking forward to uh, to this evening's uh, football podcast. Ah, he knows, he knows what's coming. He knows what's coming, ladies and gentlemen. He's, uh, he's he's very happy about a prediction that he gets to give later in the show. And rounding us out this week is, of course, East Riding, Humberside. Uh, I'm sure there's another way that you can describe that particular section of the. Uh, no, no, not Humberside. Humberside is no longer a thing and hasn't been since, uh, I don't know, 1990-something, so, you know. Well, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. This is the R.I.P. Humberside podcast uh, this week. (laughs) For about 30 years too. (laughs) (laughs) That that, that voice you heard Hello, Mr. Woodmansey, and he he is here to join us. So... We're off the back of international break. I believe there are some games being played, potentially as we speak, not to date the podcast, to end the week. But the games that we were interested in have been done and dusted. Uh, They actually started uh, last Thursday, which always seemed a strange day to start your international sort of fixtures. But anyway, it was Italy versus England in the first of two Euro 2024 qualifiers. 
this took place in Napoli, Naples, um, I believe. The uh, from what I've heard about the game, apparently the Italians had scheduled the game to be played in Naples as a intimidation factor to try and get at the English players. Um, I don't really think it worked, and I, sadly, I missed all of this game as I, as, as I was out shopping. If you can believe that, uh, did either of you two panic manage to sort of partake of the game? I did. I did. Yeah. Watched uh, watched all of it for me, for my sins. Uh, did not expect much from it because I expected well. Not necessarily the intimidation factor as, as Paul's just described to sneak in, but I don't know. It's, it's Italy, isn't it? We, we never do particularly well. The fact that Italy hadn't lost a home qualifier in something like 40 games was not sitting well either. Um, but yeah, 13 minutes in, 1 0 up to England with uh, possibly somewhat unlikely goal scorer in Dan Rice as well. Everything to be looking pretty good. It was a bit of a... I mean, I've seen the goals, at least. Oh, actually... No! Yes, I have, but I only caught them fleetingly at the gym. So, I can't really remember them too much. I'm pretty sure... Like, the second goal was a penalty, I believe? It was. So, the, the, the first goal... Came from a corner. It was just a bit of a scuffed ping pong about, and eventually put in by Declan Rice. Uh, but the, the second goal, yeah, Paul was right. It was a penalty, and it came from a VA handball decision. So ball got played into the back post, and somebody was marking Harry Kane. And rather than marking man to man, they started to hold on to the middle of the chest of his shirt. And as Kane moved sort of away from the man, his arm came out away from his own body with shirt, and then the ball was on the forearm. So it was uh, it was missed at, at real time by the referee. About six England players appealed for it, and I will say now, after what Matt was saying about Forrest being a set of whinging so-and-sos, watch the bloody England game. Jesus Christ, they were all over it like white on right because uh, not Declan Rice um, but it, it, it not a good look even though effectively it was a valid call in the end everyone was called over but the Italian players seemed to re, you know resign to the fact that the penalty was coming which it did and Kane duly dispatched it to not only put England 2-0 up but break Wayne Rooney's all-time England goal-scoring record to put him on 54 goals at that point. Um, half-time went, second half was not as entertaining. It managed to get a goal back on 56 minutes, uh, and I have no idea how to pronounce this, so it was Retigui? Ret- I have no I, idea. I, I think it might be Retigui. But I don't know for definite. Well, no, I'm all of the above. So uh, yeah, apologies if I have just won at somebody in Italian twice before that. Uh, yeah, so in an effort to try and sort of steady the ship a little bit, Southgate started tinkering. Luke Shaw got brought on, uh, and then 
got two yellow cards in 54 seconds. The first one for time wasting and the second one for a really shitty tackle and off he went, which led to the substitution of another substitute as uh, Phil Thorne got taken off and I think it was Kyle brought on from memory as well. Uh, but yeah, the England did manage to hang on. So yeah, did the unthinkable of beating Italy in a home wire and picked up three points in the first Euro 2024 qualifying game. Yeah, so um, I, I I did. I, I'm trying to find the uh, the details because this was, I'm pretty sure, England's first win there since the 1960s. Uh, yeah. They hadn't won away in Italy since 1961, and the Azuri hadn't lost any of their last 40 Euros qualifiers. Um, and that was Gareth Southgate's 50th victory in charge. So, all in all, pretty good. Um, from a predictions perspective, we were kind of across the board in agreement here, apart from one person who was out there on his own on Optimism Island. And regulars of the podcast will know exactly who that man was. He's got his thumbs up right there. So he knows fully well that he's fully on board with the, the only one getting a point for the correct result. With 1-0 England and Kane to score the goal. So Andy bags himself two points there. Myself, Stu and Matt had all gone for a 2-1 Italy win. So we got the score right, just the wrong way around. Um, none of us had picked Retegui or Retegui. Um, however you pronounce that person's name. Um, both myself and Matt had taken Kane. Stu, unfortunately, took Foden. Um, and uh, unfortunately, I believe uh, Mr Foden's involvement in that game was, uh, as uh, Stu pointed out, short and sweet. And uh, not only that, he uh, then had to go in for emergency surgery as uh, they had to remove his appendix over the course of the weekend. Um, so not only did he play very little for England, he also missed Manchester City's next game as he's recovering from his appendix surgery. So not the best. Than that, how was your weekend? How was your weekend away on the continent, lads? Oh, did you get battered? Yeah, I, I yeah played thirteen minutes of football and then ended up in hospital. Great. <sighs> not the best, ladies and gentlemen. So. After one game, Stu yet to score, myself and Matt on one point each, Andy takes the lead with two points. England's second game, and our last game of the week, saw them take on Ukraine in a, another Euro 2024 qualifier, this one taking place at Wembley. Um, started off quite slow, um, England took a while to get into the game, I felt it was, it was a bit of a sloppy sort of... Performance, bit lacklustre. Um, I'm just trying to look for the details because I can't remember when they actually opened the scoring. Took them until the 37th. Well, the it, I felt a little bit sorry. Like, cause my, my lads at the age that they're getting into football, enjoy watching the games with them. Obviously, night was a little bit late for those of you on uh, school night rules. So I was looking forward to a five o'clock Sunday evening, they were very excited about watching the game, and it was absolutely dire. <laughs> so I don't know if they've got yeah, the jinx. I'm not sure. It's, it seemed to take forever for this goal to come. Yeah, it, it wasn't the best. I, 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 I did watch the game, but I was kind of trying to do other things at the same time. 
Um, so I believe the first goal was a little sort of clipped ball to the back post, and Kane just managed to get on the end of it. Looked at it, and like it took me a couple of goals to have a look to actually sort of see it because at first I thought it was an own goal, uh, but when they sort of played it back a couple of times, it, it was it did take the uh, the last touch off Kane. Um, so obviously he now moves on to fifty five, and he's just going to be setting that record for a, a number of years. Obviously, the record uh, was previously with Wayne Rooney. Uh, and that had taken, oof, when did Bobby Charlton stop playing in 1970-something? So that had taken the best part of 40 years to be broken. And then it lasted for 18 months, two years, something like that. And then Harry Kane comes along and breaks it. So we're potentially in a point now where um, it may never be broken again. It probably won't be broken in our lifetime, let's put it that way. But you don't know. Um, the second goal, however, was a bit of a screamer. Um, I believe Bakayo Saka picked up the ball on the right-hand side, cut inside on the edge of the box and just absolutely leathered it in the top corner. Really, really good strike. Um, and I don't really think an awful lot much happened after that, to be honest with you. Game kind of, game kind of petered out. Um, there was a debut... Uh, in the last 10 minutes for Ivan Tony. Um, so I, I think that um, something I'd seen on Twitter afterwards, I believe he was something like the 12,000th 12, or something player to be capped by England. Um, Peterborough United are obviously very, very unhappy because they had a clause inserted into a contract, into their uh, agreement when they sold him to Brentford in that they would get money if he was uh, capped by England, but that only counts if he starts the international game so they'll be pissed off um, but yeah game game ended 2-0 um, which from a predictions perspective is good for all of us as we all had varying degrees of England win Matt had 2-1 with Bellingham and Saka to score so gets himself a little bonus point there for the Saka goal Stu had 3-1 England and had Saka, Bellingham and Kane to score. So he gets himself an extra two points there. So he gets himself three points overall. Myself and Andy had both obviously seen this one. Seen it in the crystal ball. As we both had 2-0 England with Kane and Tony to score. So bag ourselves. Bonus point for the scorer. Two points for the correct score. So three points each for myself, Stu and Andy. Just two points for Mr Moore. On that one, which means that on the end of the games from just the two the two games from week thirty two, um, Stuart and Matt both on three points. I had four, but winning the week a rare win in the predictions. As we've been having a lot of draws recently, it is Mister Cook with five points from two games. Very well done to you, sir. We'll move swiftly on to this upcoming week of fixtures. And this is a week where we see four games played, one of which is a rearranged fixture from October, I believe. I believe this may have even been the uh, the fixture that should have been played uh, when um, the Queen sadly passed away. Um, I believe this was that weekend. I believe this was supposed to be a Monday night fixture that was supposed to be live on TV. Um... So, we'll get to that one. That is the last game of the week. But the first game of the week 
sees Nottingham Forest take on Wolverhampton Wanderers in the Premier League. This is a very rare Saturday in which all of our teams are playing. Not only are they playing, they're all playing at the exact same time. So they're all playing three o'clock Saturday kickoffs. Like I said, first game, not the Forest versus Wolverhampton Wanderers. He's not here, ladies and gentlemen, so he can't really go last. I do have his prediction though, so I will give his prediction last. I'll jump straight in here. I have gone for a standard 1-0 Nottingham Forest home win. Old boy rule, very much enough out, with Morgan Gibbs-White to score the goal. Mr Cook, what have you got down for this one? Very similar to yourself, I've gone with a 1-0 Forest win. However, I'm not getting caught out again, so I am back to predicting Johnson to score the goal. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. If you uh, if you listen carefully, that is the sound of collective cookie cast bingo cards being checked off as we speak. Uh, Mr. Woodmansey, what have you got down for this one? I've got one one. Uh, I've also brought Johnson back out, and I've gone for Jimenez for Wolves. It would be typical Forest if he scores because I don't know if he scored like all season. So, all that's left to do is to go for the Forest fans prediction, which is 1-1. And he has gone for Gibbs-White to score for Forest and Neves to score for Wolves. That isn't the last we'll hear of Nottingham Forest in this particular podcast, though. Our next game is his travel to West Yorkshire, where Huddersfield Town take on Middlesbrough. Now, old boy rule is in effect... In the game, but this is of course old boy rule in the managerial standings on the Huddersfield Town side. As obviously we covered it in the podcast a couple of weeks ago, Mr. Neil Warnock had gone back in at Huddersfield to try and steer them towards safety. It's not really gone that way from so far, although they did win their last game before the international break away at Millwall, which was uh, a bit of a coupon buster to, uh, to all intents and purposes. So Obviously, it's my team, so I'll give my prediction last. I'll open up with Mr. Moores, as I've got it in front of me here. He has gone for a thumping 1-4 prediction on this one. He's gone for Jordan Rhodes to score the goal for Huddersfield. He has then gone for two goals for Tubes, and then a goal each for Cameron Archer and Aaron Ramsey. Stu, what have you got for this one? I have gone back to Old Faithful for the season and gone Huddersfield Wardlesborough 3. Goal scorers? I've got Rudoni, to score, uh, Rudoni for Huddersfield and I've gone for the proverbial spread bet on Borough of Akpom, Archer and McGree. Spreading the goals around? You'll love to see it. Mr Cook? 2-0 to the Borough. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Goal scorers? Archer. Tuba. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Uh, this one, I have a very, very... I was going to say odd feeling about this one, but... 
I don't know if odd's the right word. There's just something about this one that I don't quite trust. So I've gone for a 1-1 draw, sadly. Warnock, old team, probably have them all fired up. Might be the occasional late challenge going in, a couple of sort of, uh, you know, leave one on them, so to speak. You know, let them know you're there, sort of thing. Um, so yeah, I've got one one draw. I've gone for Ward to score for Huddersfield, and I've gone for Tubes to bag another one for the Borough. Our third game of the week takes us over to Humberside. Or oh, hang on. Yeah, just before you guys give your predictions, yeah. I just wanted to tell you that there has been a ticket offer on at. The uh, the stadium. So obviously, if you're listening before the weekend and you are in Hull and you want to go, it'll be cheaper. But the reason why I'm telling you this now: it's fifteen pound for adults, ten pound for seniors, five pounds for sixteen to twenty-two year olds, and any between the age of two and fifteen, it's only a quid. Might be a bit of a good atmosphere this weekend, so we'll probably play a bit of a factor, being as they have already sold over 21,000 tickets. Well, looking like a full boat with extra gravy at the MKM Stadium this weekend. So, Hull City versus Rotherham United. I'll open up with Mr Moore's prediction. He has gone for... A 2-1 home win. It's gone for Estupinian and Slater to score for Hull. And Ogbeni to score for Rotherham. What have you got for this one, Mr Cook? So this is my first uh, prediction that I've changed this week. Um, I had it down as a 1-1 originally. And then I saw where Rotherham were in the table and uh, chalked their goal off. So it's a 1-0 for Hull with Estupinian to score for me, please. 1-0. Big Butch Oscar to get the goal. I have also gone for a 2-1 home win. Um, I saw that he was on the bench and came on in their last game, so I've gone for Pelkas to be back amongst the goals. And Tufan also with Hugill to score for Rotherham. That's who I originally uh, predicted to score for Rotherham. Well, there you go. Don't worry, there is a game that uh, Middlesbrough's still got to play rather in the season, so you'll get your chance for your old boy rule there. Uh, go on, then, Stu. Are you, are you, uh, do you have tickets for the game? Unfortunately not. And normally, we would have gone, well, when we're able to, and obviously, being from Yorkshire and the tickets are cheaper, I would have, we would have looked at it. But unfortunately, yeah, we've got a commitment Sunday, which has meant we've got a few things to sort out Saturday. But yeah, I have got, weirdly for me, for a 2-0 hole. Doesn't happen very often. Uh, but I've got Espinion to get back on and a goal for the Tigers for Adama Trail. So, he has looked like an unit and a player since he's come back to fitness um, I mean clearly now that we record next week he's going to be injured now for the rest of the season now I've said that out but um, more than likely. Yeah, 
happy with what I've seen. Certainly more than Paul, as you, as you mentioned, as you mentioned Pelkas, uh, he did actually play on international. He, played, he, he was playing for Greece over the weekend. That'll have an effect on whether he's actually on the bench or not. I'm not sure. I'll 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 lead I'll lead the I'll lead the prediction in just in case because you know we've been burnt by that before. But uh, the connection was a little crack there was a little crackly there, so I'll just give Mr. Wilmot's prediction again. Two 0 to Hull with Estupinian and Traore bagging, I believe, his first goal for the club. Was that was that prediction? Yeah. Yeah, hopefully. Our final game of the week is the rearranged fixture that we uh, previously discussed. And it sees Leeds United taking on Nottingham Forest. Mr Cook limbering up there, as we can only presume we are about to hear the first ever nil-10 scoreline predicted on the podcast. Um, nice and simple on this one. I'll jump straight in here. I've gone for a nil-nil on this one. I think Forrest will be absolutely desperate to just get anything they can from this game. So they will just basically try and put 10 defenders behind the ball. Maybe if they can get Johnson on the counter attack, they might nick one. But I think they're at the point now where they just absolutely have to stop losing away from home. So if they can stop the rot, get a point, build from there, I think they'll be very happy. Uh, Because... He looks like he's going to chew his own arm off. I'm going to come to Stu next, and we're going to let we're going to leave Andy. We're going to leave Andy just to sort of like you know just really really consider that pick before we come to him. So Stu, what have you got for this one? So the the heart obviously says Forest. I absolutely want Forest to win this game, and therefore I've predicted the other way. Purely to try and balance that out with, like, you know, the weird juju karma nonsense that goes on. So I thought to myself, what is the worst possible scenario? Would it be for us to lose by more than one goal? Or would it actually be just them to lose to a really shitty effort from everybody's favourite non entity of a footballer, Patrick Bumford? So I've gone for Leeds 1, Forest 0, Paddy Bumford for the goal, and in theory, because I predicted it, it now won't happen. So, come on, Forrest. See, it's annoying, because obviously, I don't know how to feel about Bamford now. Because when he was at the Borough, loved him. And then, obviously, they sold him to this showery. Well, I should probably keep him friendly. Um, and, yeah, so, annoying. Is the, is the, Engli- Eng- is the English Mitrovic is... Too good for certain teams in the Championship. Definitely not good enough for the Premier League. But unfortunately, he's probably only a third of the footballer that Mitrovic is as well. Yeah, well, yeah I didn't, didn't want to say it. Uh, go on then, Mr Cook. We've kept you waiting long enough on this one. So my original plan was to put every single player from Forest to score a goal. But then I realised it would take me from now until the game to name all of the Forest players. Um, Plus they didn't probably sign four more by the time we get this there. This is the so. thing, I'd never be able to get the, the correct team. Um, I originally went in 
with a nil three. I felt that was I felt that was valid. I felt that was the way forward. And then I went, that's not enough. So I'd like a nil four, please. Uh, and again, I'm not getting burnt again on this one. And I'm going to keep saying it until it happens. Two for Johnson this time. Obviously, we all know what comes after Johnson. It, it's wood. And then I've gone with uh, Gibbs White for the four. Podcast After Dark is doing overtime this week. Two Johnsons, some wood, and a Gibbs White. I mean, you'll to hear it. Just to clarify, though, I believe that would be double the tally that Forrest have scored away from home so far this season. Well, I'm sure Scott going to do it. will drop line 14 times in the commentary before it even starts. Almost, almost definitely. So, all that's left to do is to give you the Nottingham Forest prediction perspective of the Nottingham Forest fan. He has agreed with one of us. And sadly, it's Mr. Woodbrancy. He has gone 1-0 leads with Gnonto to score the goal. Hopefully, in the same vein as Mr. Woodbrancy, it's a little bit of reverse psychology. Did you see? Yeah. Uh, did you see that he got brought on for Italy against thing the other night? And I thought it was glorious that they um, also produced that the kit in children's sizes. He's a very small man. He's a very small. He's man. only like nineteen, though, isn't he? Yeah, he's only young. Um. Yeah, I was surprised he didn't start that game against England. To be honest with you, he's looked. He's looked actually pretty good. He's been probably one of Leeds' bright sparks this season, to be honest with you. But that, ladies and gentlemen, brings us to the end of this week's festivities. Uh, unless uh, you gentlemen have got anything further to bring to the table? Uh, the only thing that I had was about... We, we spoke last week about Rashford withdrawing from the England squad. Um, and nice of him to post his holiday pictures all over the internet rather than getting some rest and recuperation as he went for a walking tour, it seems, on an injured knee of New York City. Um, Gareth Southgate kind of like brushed it off at, a, at an interview after the game, but um, I just thought it was a bit bit of a silly thing to do. Thoughts? A, he's a footballer, really. They're all, they're all, they've all got brains and mints, sort of art, so... Oh man, I just I just thought it was a bit daft. It's a bit like if you get invited to a party and you say you can't go because you're really busy, and then put what you're actually doing on Facebook instead. Like, like why? It's not the most sensible. Uh, not the most sensible thing to do. Although nobody would have known that he'd been to New York City had he not posted the pictures on his own Instagram on the basis of the photographs that he did put on of himself. He looked a little bit like the Invisible Man wearing as many clothes as he could find in the sense it was just a massive pair of sunglasses, puffer jacket. It, it looked like Joey from Friends in sunglasses when he wears all of Chandler's clothes on that episode. <laughs> Mr. Cook, looks as if you had something to raise. I, I, I had a question. Um, uh, I'm not sure whether this is technically the correct forum. Um, I saw a, a video, an announcement video, with one Ryan Reynolds and one Rob McElhenney. 
Um, announcing a football match game between Wrexham and Man United. Which I thought was, you know, interesting in itself. Is it being played in America? It most yes. certainly is. WTF. Yeah. Sorry, WTAF. It's, 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 just a, it's just a pre-season friendly, or yeah. end-of-season friendly. Okay, neither of those teams are based in America. Yeah, but the whole point is that you sort of, you, you use it as an idea to sort of build your sort of your franchise's base over there. So obviously Wrexham will build off the back of the sort of the, the Disney Plus documentary and will now basically be what everyone in America's second team or if there's people that are interested in football who, have, who don't have a team, they'll become their team. So you'd imagine that people will buy tickets to it, one, because it's Man United anyway, and two, because they think they might have a chance of seeing Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney. Um, Man United have already issued a statement on it, haven't they, and said that the team will be heavily youth-focused and academy-based players, so there'll be some... If, if anything, it's going to be the very like young end of the first team at a push for probably about 10 minutes, if that. Um, but I, I got the impression it was more so they could probably get an episode out of it for the next series of Welcome to Wrexham. Yeah. Disney are definitely bankrolling that trip, full stop. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the pictures of them at the Wrexham women's game. But they had, like, I think there was at least three cameras, like, basically in their faces. Like, oh, they're filming the second season of Welcome to Rex, Mara. Hmm. Well, it was... Seen... Um... Go on, Paul. Well, I was just going to say that that came this weekend that was just, that's just gone. Uh, and it was the same weekend that Wrexham were actually playing uh, York City in the league. Um, so I believe they were both over, they were over for both games. Uh, um... Also, as well, weirdly, on the week that the England fixtures have, uh, have been and gone, noticed that they've signed ex-England goalkeeper Ben Foster for the rest of the season as well. So, coming out of retirement, no less. Yeah, I don't know if that was a... a, a I don't know if they had, like, a sort of a crisis in, like, positions and stuff like that. That's when they've had to sign him, but... Yeah. So, it's certainly saying something when he, uh, he turned down Newcastle at the start of the season. He he, re- he released a statement, didn't he, saying that he was taking a massive pay cut, but he he just wanted to help get the team up. I don't I don't see how he could be taking a pay cut if he was retired. Well, the, the, maybe that podcast that he does was uh, bankrolling in big time. Who knows? As we all know, podcasts are massive business. He um I, I did see an article actually saying that the first of business for him as he walked out onto the pitch was you know like normally keepers have their like little superstitious routine where they might take a bottle of water or they might take like a little hand towel and they hang it on a certain part of the net and they make sure everything's good and they're comfortable in their surroundings he toddled out put his drink down and uh, spent the next five minutes setting up the gopro in his own net um i'm assuming which was for content because I mean, was he expecting to concede if he was setting up a, go- a camera in his own net? I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not really sure. But uh, maybe he didn't trust the cameraman in the ground. At, 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 did he play at York, Paul? No, it was, it was at Wrexham. Uh, okay. Mm. 
So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That's another week done, dusted, ribbon on. Join us again next week where it'll be a bit of a bumper edition as it'll be Easter football when we uh, when we get reconvening next week. So that's the uh, that's the next set of fixtures that'll be uh, that'll be coming your way in around about a week's time. All that's left for me to do is to thank these two gentlemen for joining me this evening to take you through all the uh, the games from last week and uh, discuss the ones to come this. Uh, and uh, for seven or so days, we'll uh, we'll catch you later. And uh, you take care of yourselves. Bye bye for now. So there you go. What do you think to that? Matt was missed, but as always, I think we managed to hold down the fort whilst he wasn't here. What do you think? Do you think we did a good job? If you do think that we did a good job, let us know. You can do that by like, share, subscribe, comment, leave reviews, or go to thecookiecast.com, send us a message. You can email us, or you can find us on social media. Either way, you can find some way to let us know how much you love the podcast. There we go. Right, that's it for this one. Till next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Thank you for listening to these grumpy old men talk about football. If you've enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe.